Hey, Baltimore. This is Megan, and today I'm here with Matt Dowd, who is the co-founder and president of Planet. Thank you for being here. With pleasure. Good morning, Megan. So uh, in preparing for this interview, I did my scholarly Google research and found out that I think we're from the same part of Baltimore, which is Hunt Valley, Cockeysville. Yeah, beautiful Cockeysville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And loud so, and proud. Loud and proud. <laughs> uh, how did you get from Cockeysville to your beautiful new facility in Locust Point? Well, I'll try and give you the short answer, but uh, I grew up in Cockeysville, uh, went to school out there. Uh, I went to Loyola High School. Um, you know, I have a business partner at Planet, Ed Callahan. He and I w- actually went to elementary school together out there. He's also from that part of the world. Um, and we started Planet. And, you know, when we first started it, we thought we have to be downtown. That's where agencies are. That's that's the business district. You know, so our first office was um, was here. And we've moved a few times. And now most recently we're over on uh, Key Highway in Locust Point. Yeah. How, what spurred the move? Were Because you, you, were, you were in the traditionally downtown part of downtown. The Right, the central business district. Um, we were 500 East Pratt, or just outside the central business district, perhaps. Um, 500 East Pratt Street. Uh, we outgrew our space. Our lease was up. We had a great 10-year run there. Um, it really helped us grow as an agency. But it didn't really fit our brand, I think, as a company. And when you look at the talent that you're trying to retain and the, you know the brand of an agency that we're trying to build, we looked for something that was a little different than um, a high-rise silver tower. So mm. we found this neat old a piece of real estate over on Key Highway by the Baltimore Museum of Industry uh, and worked to redevelop that. And now it's our new home. And yeah. we're very happy there. We've been there about a year now. So um, how, going back a little bit, you and Ed knew each other as children. Correct. Did the idea for Planet conceive at that point or did it you know, take a little longer? No, it really did. We've we've talked about this our whole lives. Um, you know, we grew up in the 80s when things like greed is good and materialism and Nike Air Jordans and advertising was really becoming a sort of a cultural phenomenon. And I think that got us excited about it. And we constantly talked about one day that'd be neat to do, that'd be neat to do. Not so much because um, we were brilliant marketers per se, but more so because it was fun to do. And I think early on we realized that if you're passionate about what you do, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. And certainly you have to be good at it and you have to succeed and you have to show results for your clients and that sort of thing. But if it comes from a place of real passion, I think that's a plus one that, that he and I have with Planet that we've had from day one. And he's more creative side and your business side, is that? Uh, that's the way we are today. today okay. um, although, we, you know, I was a writer originally and he was a designer. So we're oh, sort wow. of like a cliche of two ad guys that started an agency. And, um, you know, we grew up as a, understanding the value of the creative, sometimes at the expense of the business. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, the, the wonderful recession of 2009 came around and we learned quickly how to be better business people um, in order to, to make it through that. And I think coming out of that era, we really realized, all right, we can do this on a, on a more you know, fast-paced, high-end, successful level. Uh, so that's kind of where we are. That sort of helped catapult us to where we are today. Yeah, you're lucky to have found a partner that you can work that way with. I feel like a lot of people end up being just like right brain or just left brain, but it sounds like together you have one functioning brain. Right. Well, maybe almost a full brain between <laughs> the two of us. But uh, we, I think what makes it work, like any relationship, you know, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses, and you have to be okay not being good at everything. Mm-hmm. 
but trust is the huge, I think, thing that works for us, that I trust that he's going to do his part, and he trusts that I'm going to do my part, and we let each other do what we're great at. And sure, we, there's you know debates and arguments, but I think that just comes with passion. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a long, you know, our actually yesterday was our 23rd birthday as an agency, wow. so we've been around a while. Hard to say that because I don't feel like we've been around that long, but that's impressive. We're proud of it. It's like a kid out of college, right? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> amazing. Um, what is the planet philosophy? I mean, how is your structure? What do you? How do you sell yourself? Um, you know, it's hard. The ad industry has really changed in the 23 years we've been doing it. So my background is in a lot of actually direct mail, believe it or not. So, um, which has sort of come full circle when you look at how direct response back in the day was was unique, a unique advertising channel in that it was really measurable. Now, it's not as measurable in real time like it is today, but the foundations of that direct response and how to measure what works set us up, I think, well to be more of a digitally focused agency that we are today. So, um, you know, consumers used to have three or four, maybe five or six channels that they would subscribe to. Today, it's thousands. So how do we as marketers make sure we have you know, the right message to the right audience on the right channel at the right time, you know. When it's there's really so much different. to choose and from. And there's so much Infinitely clutter. Yeah. numbered things to choose from. Exactly. Um, so it really is much more data-driven today than it ever has been before. Um, you know, looking at analytics and results is, is key to success. Uh, but big ideas never, you, you know, nothing's going to replace the big idea, the great catalyst for that conversation or that content or that engagement. Um, you know, we used to shout from the mountaintops and hope it landed on the right one of many people. Mm-hmm. Now we have many one-on-one conversations that are much more focused and tailored for those individual audiences. So you have to do your homework and know that who that audience is and what that right channel is so you can be prepared to have the right conversation at and, the right time. And you derive that from your analytics mostly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of the starting point. And, and you know, Again, it used to be you would set it and forget it, and then a month later, let's see results. Now let's set it and review it real time and adjust regularly and you know tweak it and test different things and dial this up and dial that one back. So um, it's much more of a fluid process than it ever was before, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also really – that makes it kind of exciting, I think. Yeah, it's always evolving. Right. Um, what campaigns are you most proud of that have happened in the past few years? Uh, that's the question everybody asks. It's like, you know, what's your favorite – Sibling, Child. right? Child. <laughs> um, I think – I don't know that I could pick a favorite campaign because great campaigns come from great clients. And to me, the best work are the people that we collaborate with. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but when our clients really trust us and we really trust them, like in, an, in any other relationship, you push each other and you challenge each other and you ask why and you debate and you argue mm-hmm. – and you bring passion. And if the client allows you to do that, that's when the really great magic happens. If you're just an order taker, it sucks. Right. So, you know, the the type of work that uh, pushes boundaries and lets our creative team really stretch their muscles, that's the stuff that's fun. And, and you don't feel like you're on a deadline as much or you're under budget constraints because you're passionate about it. And passion, to me, is the key to success. Absolutely. Um, so you not only moved and created this beautiful new space, you also opened a coffee shop, which I'm assuming you did not have prior experience with? No, I drink a lot of coffee, but um, 
And in hindsight, too, you know, moving 100 people to a new agency as you're building it out and starting a new job at the same time probably wasn't the smartest move, but we made it. Um, so ordering chaos was built out of really two two things. There was sort of the utility of we found the new space, we showed our senior management team, and everybody was really happy and excited, but there wasn't a whole lot around compared to where we came from on Pratt Street. So there wasn't a coffee shop every morning close. So there's that utility need. Sure. Uh, but that sparked the idea of can we use this as a as a tool for the agency as well. So if you come over to to our offices on Key Highway and all your listeners are certainly invited to come and get a cup of coffee and pop in, you'll see that the agency sort of sits around the coffee shop and there's glass walls into the coffee shop. And we use it a couple of ways. We use it to um, get some consumer insight from customers in the coffee shop. You know, it's not uh, statistically sound data, but we'll we'll ask survey questions and, and use that as a sort of a testing I ground. read that in an interview. I thought that was... Yeah, so it's kind of idea. a neat way to get let people see what we do, but also you know ask their opinions mm-hmm. and and get sincere insight. Um, but it's also a great chance for our creative folks to use you know use this opportunity to build a brand. You know that's what we do. Fundamentally, Planet builds brands and then you know extends those out to the consumer. Mm-hmm. So we from soup to nuts. You know, let's figure out the name, the identity, the look, the feel, the tone, the essence of this coffee shop, how are we going to be different than the competition? How is it going to stand out? How is it going to get noticed? How are we going to move sales? You know, all the types of things we do for our clients. Uh, so it's been a fun experiment um, for our own people to learn how to really look at a 360 approach to marketing a consumer product um, without a lot of the stresses or burdens of clients, although they tell me I'm the hardest client in the office. Oh, really? You know, um, <laughs> but it's really – it's a it's – a f- it's a low-risk creative opportunity. You know, it's coffee. Now, just like we say to our clients, it has to be successful, right? This business has to work. Um, but let's let's try new ways and try different channels and experiment in ways that maybe teach our, our teams something that then we can extend to our other, our other clients. Yeah. And how did you come up with the name? Uh, it's a little bit of a nod to our industry. You know, if you think of the agency world, there's – if you really break down the, an office, there's sort of the, the business side and the creative side. Mm-hmm. Um, so we call those two sides of our world order and chaos. Um, although, you know, they're both creative and they're both orderly and they're both pretty chaotic at points. But fundamentally, there's the order and the chaos of, of an ad agency. So we like that nod. It's clever. Yeah, thanks. I also um, like the idea of going somewhere and building what you want around it. You know, I think there's something very cool about, you know, you're in you're downtown you have access to everything that you could possibly need, and then you took a risk a little further out and just brought the things out that you needed with you. That's pretty cool. Well, I take that as a great compliment because we preach often that Baltimore is a relatively sleepy town in that there's a lot of creative energy here. There's a lot of really witty, smart people here, but there's not a lot of you know, bold – displays of how their thinking is. You know, if you go to New York City, obviously you're going to see that all over the place, or Chicago, or Amsterdam, or wherever. But Baltimore's a a relatively sleepy place. So if I felt, and Ed agreed, if we're going to really challenge our people and our employees to be bold and try something new, let's put our money where our mouth is and really do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's be bold. Let's try this. And, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Thank God it's working. And I, I give my team a lot of credit you know 
as an ad agency, it's hard to say this, but we haven't spent a penny on advertising, mm-hmm. literal advertising, but it's been a great word of mouth, great social campaigns, um, a lot of content-driven marketing around what's promoting the coffee shop. And that's the way the culture is today, I think. So, you know, it's a great – I'm proud of the example that we're trying to set to when we say to somebody, let's be bold, think differently, try a different approach, don't just do the same old stuff like we did. It's mm-hmm. a, we have a little more credibility that way. Absolutely. So other than being from here, um, why did you choose Baltimore professionally? Um, so I think – being from here is, was a huge part of it, and I'm super proud of Baltimore. And my, you know, my parents are from here, and my grandparents are from here. And I think Baltimore is, you know, arguably one of the greatest places in the world to, to live and raise a family. Um, and I'm happy that I'm raising my two boys here. And you know, my wife, who's not from here, um, moved here. And when we got married, I, we had that talk about, you know, this is this is home. We're going to stay. Um, and and she. She bit, you know, she's in. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's because there's the people, I think, are uh, – it's not so big that it's it's hard to do things or hard to get around. It's, it's intimate enough that you have really deep friendships and close allies and um, the community is open to new ideas, you know, like this coffee shop idea that we did. So to me, it's the perfect storm of – Physically, you know, things like the Ravens and the Orioles and the harbor and the mountains are close and the beach is close, that sort of stuff. Um, but also, or, or probably more so, the people and the attitude. You know, we throw around quirky a lot. Uh, and it's it's just got a bit of a swagger to it that it's fun. It's a fun place. And, you know, I think what we're trying to do as a business here is how can we leverage that and put ourselves on the map nationally and globally as an agency. So, you know, there there are certainly a million agencies in New York and Chicago and L.A. and, you know, Minneapolis even. But when you look at the real unique powerhouses that have come out of smaller markets like, you know, Richmond or Florida or Colorado, Baltimore can be that. And that's sort of our goal, Ed, and my goal is to let's put Baltimore on the map you know, on a national scale. Do you think that being based in Baltimore is an advantage when you are reaching out to larger, not more national clients? Um, n- no. No. Well, I, I pause a little bit because I think it's an easy excuse if you don't get them. Sure. And it's easy to make excuses, and I won't say the wire or, you know, all those things that people use as an excuse around here. I think it's more... Um, Make it happen. You know, I think the successful people here have an attitude of we're going we're gonna to make it happen, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So if you say, well, people, big brands don't come here because we're Baltimore, I don't agree. I mean, we've got – Planet has some national brands, Armstrong Floors, Kimberly Clark, Cottonelle. Um, you know, th- these are global brands, mm-hmm. Royal Building Products, Agco Tractors. These are – you know, they're not here. They're right. all around the world. And – I think if you try hard enough and you position yourself right, you can do it. And if it's not working, don't blame the town that you live in. I feel like Baltimore is a little bit on the precipice of global greatness. I think that there's way more attention focused here than there ever has been. So I guess the spirit of my question initially was, you know, I I wondered if, if bigger brands are like looking at Baltimore and thinking like, oh, I could sort of get in on that now. I could I could tap into that creativity and be one of the first people yeah, to, you know, to, check to leverage in. that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. You know, I think this 
creative culture that we have. I mean, things like look at Station North and what Mike is doing there, right? That's really bold and mm-hmm. cool. Or, um, you know, the beer scene even, you know, or th- certainly the maker culture and the educational institutions and the universities. So there's this creative culture here. But you're right. I think there's – it's about – it's bursting. I mean, look what happened with McCormick, and now they're on the Fortune 500 list, right? That's huge for this for this town. Mm-hmm. I think – you know, what did the EAGB say that, the you know, the Baltimore-Washington region has the highest concentration of IT professionals, even greater than Silicon Valley or Boston? That's huge. It's remarkable. Yeah. You know, biotech, $1.16 billion. Cybersecurity. I mean, this is this is the center of cybersecurity globally, right? Like, why aren't we leveraging this more? And I think smarter companies are starting to see it. You know, innovative guys like Kevin Plank and look at what Sagamore is doing. You know, I'm sure, and I'm not in those meetings, but he could have found some deal for some industrial park in South Carolina with better tax breaks and so many things. But he's got a bold enough vision that it's like, I can really make a change there. And I think if more entrepreneur that entrepreneurial spirit was more prevalent here and with entrepreneurs outside of the region that are looking into here i think i think that the pendulum is swinging back that way to mm-hmm. your point yeah. it's exciting i mean it really is so as a professional in the marketing world um what do you think of baltimore's current brand so i think there's I'll, there's two ways to look at it right my perception of the brand is this place is amazing, like for all the reasons we just spoke of. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a great misperception of Baltimore's brand outside of uh, our, our, you know, those core followers, those core believers. And maybe that means outside of they might still live in Baltimore or maybe they live further outside the geographic region. But for me, brands are about what's in your heart, right? You connect to brands because you believe in it. You know, you don't drink – coca-cola because of the number of you know manufacturing facilities and the chemical makeup of it's because it's coke Mm -hmm. right you have a connection or you drink starbucks or whatever so i think the problem we have in baltimore in trying to articulate our brand is we tend to focus more on what we do and we don't really dig deep into why we do it why do we believe and that's what brands to me are all about so you get what we lovingly call the alphabet soup of all the Baltimore organizations, you know, the DPOB, the EAGB, the BDC, BDC and all those guys together who all have their own, um, you know, goals and objectives, which are all really relevant and important. But if you're myopic and only see your side and we have to please everybody all the time, you're never going to get there. So mm-hmm. that forces us to default back to we're about bows and O's or we're about crabs and that's not what we're about. That's just how we do things. It's well, not who we are. That point is so interesting because, yes, crabs are part of our culture, but it's not necessarily that it's that they're crabs. It's that you sit down and you're like face to face with your family and your friends, and it's this right. It's this ritual. Um, that nails it. No one says, I love crabs because of the flavor. Right. They say, I love crabs because it's summer and I'm in flip-flops and I'm on the back porch and I have a cold beer and I'm with the people I care about. Mm-hmm. That's that's the brand. Right. And so how does Baltimore articulate that? And I think if we can put aside some sort of personal biases and agendas and really get to what is that. And it's different. You know, me as a father of two boys has different things that I get out of this town than maybe a millennial who's starting out in their career, right? So I get that there's nuances, but groupthink kills marketing. It just kills it. You can't 
please all the people all the time. You got to think about the audience first, not yourself first. Mm -hmm. And I get it that culturally we're in that sort of place in history where it's win versus lose, you know, black versus white, Democrat versus Republican. There's very little compromise from the White House all the way down. So, um, but we got to we got to get beyond that if it's going to be a success. We any, just have to. Or any it won't. suggestions? Um, or do we need to pay you? Well, no, it's not. A, well, sure. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think it's about following the, the typical process and understanding the audience and understanding um, the goals of the, you know, the campaign, for lack of a better word. Um, what are we trying to say and who are we trying to say it to? And then you then you get that right and then we'll worry about you know well is it a facebook campaign or is it an instagram picture or is it a tv ad or is it running in philadelphia or on npr like it's everybody jumps to the tactics first and that's the recipe for disaster it's got to be you know strategic mm -hmm. um for your employees you said you had 100 employees about, give about or take. That, yep. how many of them are originally from here how many come from other places and how do you get them here um so I think – I'm not sure how many are originally from here. I do know that about 65% live in the city. That's great. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. actually where we moved, it's much more – you know, it's convenient. There's a lot of bikes. Um, you know, the harbor taxi can take them there. So it's easier to get for the local people where we are now. Um, how we get them is – that's probably my greatest challenge. You know, I I think what my job – particularly at Planet, is make Planet a great place to work, mm -hmm. a great company for our clients, a successful business, and the place where people want to come to work and stay. So, you know, I think as as I get older and our and our, some of our employees get younger, people tend to stay, not, not stay as long as they used to. I think it's sort of a generational thing that we have to um, adjust to and find ways to encourage them to stay longer. But finding good people is, is our greatest challenge. Um, so, you know... I think you you can win them over quickly with things like a pool table and a cooler full of beer, but that's not why people stay. People come to work, I believe, first to do great work. And if, if that's solid, then all the other perks are wonderful. You know, then I make good friends mm -hmm. and then I, you know, learn a new skill. But if you come just to make friends, it's going to fail. Right. You're going to leave and then go somewhere else and make a good friend. Or if you come only for the money – then someone will pay you more somewhere else. So for me, I think the challenge in finding and retaining really talented people is create a place where they can do really great work. And that, so that means great clients, great coworkers, um, that sort of thing as well. Mm -hmm. And do you think that being downtown helps retain them? I and mean, when you look at the corporate culture, you know, you're not, you're not in a business park. No, you're, in and that city. was yeah purposefully you know yeah. we could we could be in an, we've we've used that line before I could be in an industrial park in Owings Mills and pay a heck of a lot less, but that's not going to attract the kind of people we want. I mm -hmm. think the people we want want to be able to walk outside and have lunch on the harbor. They want to be able to ride their bike. They want to run down to Fort McHenry at lunchtime and come back and take a shower and go back to work. That you know? sounds awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, this city has so many great things to offer, and it shouldn't take people half an hour to do whatever they want to do if it happens to happen during the during the work day mm -hmm. so let's create a place where you know that's a little those lines are a little grayer but it's con more convenient so just completely switching gears yep what is a great day for you in baltimore and why 
because we know we can't have the what without the why. That's right. So the great day for me probably is a bike ride along the water, um, lunch outside somewhere with a cold beer or a tasty cocktail, uh, with my family probably, um, something cultural, you know, whether it's listening to music, um, being outside, I think is really, is the key mostly. Maybe it's an O's game, maybe it's a Ravens game. Um, time with friends, you know, all the mm-hmm. things that, um, the, the connections. And I think that's, Baltimore has lots of ways to connect. And I think that's, that's sort of the heart and soul for me is, is making those sort of connections. Yeah. Well, Matt Dowd, thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. That was, that was fun. I, I love time. talking about Baltimore, so I'll do it any time. It really is. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, giving us a new coffee place and being on the show. My pleasure. Hey, Baltimore. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can hear all of our podcasts on Apples or Androids. And if you want to come see us in real life, you can come to our spot at 10 East Lombard Street. We have a little store set up with all kinds of cool Hey, Baltimore swag like yoga mats, baby onesies, car magnets, whatever you want.